0: I never should have, I never should have brought up vibrating anal beads to start the podcast because it's just too much. But anyway,
1: this is the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg
2: Cody.
0: Hey everybody. Uh, this is exciting. I know I always say that. It's, it's like a broken record. You also
1: always say that. You always say that. I know. I do. And then, and then you probably
0: always say that. Yeah. Whoa, who's, who's that? Michael? Listen, Michael's here. Why?
1: From a submarine. It's, be, it's because. That's <laughs> right. I hate you so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is. He's in a submarine. And listen, it's another episode of Greg Doesn't Know Movies. We haven't done it in a while. It's wildly successful. And we're bringing it back today. We also have, um, an interesting guest, Aaron Eckblad, uh, people in South Florida or, or hockey fans know him. He's the Florida Panthers veteran defenseman, cool cat, I would say, uh, cause the Panthers are called the cats get it. He's a cool cat. He, um, we talked to him about a lot of different things in and out of hockey, fun stuff. But, um, before we get to, to Aaron Eckblad and Greg doesn't know movies, I have to talk about scandals in sports right now. And there's a couple of them going on. Um. I want to talk about what's happening in chess, <laughs> the world of international chess. It's an amazing scandal that's happening uh, connected with the U.S. chess championships in St. Louis.
1: Uh, it's going to be one of those stories where it's like there's a scandal in chess. I found that interesting.
0: <laughs> well, I did find that interesting, but not this for a reason. About the, uh, the, the, guy, uh,
3: like the guy who's the champ who, uh, was cheated on, right? Not cheated on, you know, someone cheated.
0: Right.
1: He has like a, such a chess name. Isn't his name like Hans something? Yes, it's Hans Neiman. Yeah. <laughs> he's only nineteen years old.
0: Wait, wait,
3: whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, that what's what country is he from? He's I think he's an American or at least he's a citizen.
0: Wait, is well,
3: who is the I thought there was a new there was another ch- champion.
0: Well, the guy he beat controversially is a guy with another chess name, Magnus Carlson, who's like the world champion. Yeah, that guy has that guy's been the best for years and he was cheated. He's a Norwegian grandmaster. And and Hans Neiman supposedly cheated him to to win. But here's the way he cheated, supposedly. Now this is unsubstantiated. But this had my interest. <laughs> Supposedly, Hans Niemann wore anal beads. Anal beads. <laughs> uh, wireless, electronically controlled, vibrating anal beads.
1: Right on. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just his Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! What he does on his personal time? How does that affect his his chest? <laughs> oh we lost he's like well the main story about this is
0: anal beads that's what i want to get
3: into
1: oh greg is gone dad don't go don't go fainting on me i
0: never should have i never should have breathe i never should have brought up vibrating anal beads to start the (laughs) podcast because it's just too much but anyway uh these are unsubstantiated reports but imagine having a scandal in chess and it revolving around this kind of a controversy. Ultimately, quite frankly, it's good for chess because nobody pays attention to chess. Sit down, mother****! Sorry. What did Yeti just do?
1: (laughs) Yeti's paying attention to the Mariners game right now and they're winning against the Blue Jays. Sorry, Greg, I'm so sorry. Okay, no, you're not i am
0: it but- is it is sad though
3: that uh that nobody knows the name of the world champion but like people know like the kardashian names <laughs>
0: exactly right and the only way people know magnus carlson he's defeated by anal beads and that's the only reason people know his name but here's the other controversy
1: There's been a lot of cheating scandal there was a poker cheating scandal this past week there was the fishing scandal oh the fishing wow i was going to bring up the fishing scandal What was the poker scandal? Um, uh, In in a big high stakes game, uh, a lady made an insane call where she called down some guy who had eight high and all she had was jack high. And the action was just insane where like a lot of people were thinking she would only know to make that call if she was cheating. Like no one ever calls with jack high. Hmm. And it was just where people are accusing her of either getting signals of the cards. And it's a big, big controversy. Wow. So they haven't figured out how though. Um she gave the money back, which was like makes people think she was cheating. She hasn't been caught. There's no like hard evidence of cheating. It's just basically it doesn't make any sense. Like like there's zero explanation for a call in this spot unless you like misread your hand or you're cheating. So it's wow.
0: Were anal beads involved in that or no?
1: Anal beads were not involved. There was some sort of like still image of her with like some contraption on her hip, and people were deciding is was that an illegal device? So it's okay. um
0: The uh, in, in the fishing tournament, and and this interested me because I have fished uh, once or twice in my life. <laughs> no, no, I have. I, I seriously have. Fishing this was uh, um,
2: up until high school.
0: That's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I have seen people fish,
3: so this interested me. Uh. (laughs) This
0: this was the Lake Lake Erie Walleye Tournament in Ohio. What? And yeah, that's right. And and these two guys, this tandem fishing team won the tournament. And then after the tournament, I don't know whether this is, they were suspected or whether this is de rigueur for fishing tournaments, but they cut open the fish just to make sure everything's on the up and up. And lead weights came out of the fish they were catching. So the cheating was, they were putting not anal beads, but lead, heavy lead weights, like the size of uh, a ping pong ball, into the mouth of these fish they had caught, and that's the reason their fish weighed more than other fish. And What's wrong with society?
1: What's happening with us? Why are we cheating so much?
0: Exactly. Here's another example of what is wrong with society. Did, did you guys read about this dog restaurant in San Francisco? <laughs> that that's phrased weird. It is weird. Do dogs eat there? Yes. They
1: serve. Oh, they serve dog. Like Listen, oh,
0: I thought it was that they served. I thought they served dog.
1: Oh wait, I can order dog? No, no, they don't serve dogs. Okay.
0: It's a San Francisco upscale restaurant that caters to dogs. So it's Lady and, and the Tramp.
1: Is it catered to only dogs or like I can go eat there and dogs also? It's a dog
0: restaurant. <laughs> Owners bring in dogs and they have seventy-five dollar tastings. And and one of the meals is one of the one of the meals is green lipped mussels with fermented carrots and wheat grass.
1: I've actually seen a picture of this. The owners lay under the table.
0: <laughs> that's
3: dad, not bad. Yeah, but dad, that's not as, that's not as bad as the uh, dog porn site called only dogs.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, gosh. Right on.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's pretty good, I have to admit. But if you're wealthy enough to give your dog a $75 tasting, you feel guilty at all walking past homeless people in the Mission District as you bring your dog in for a seventy-five dollar tasting. You know, there, there's just there. There has to be a point where you don't want to be so out there with your ostentatious uh, coddling of of pets, right?
1: They realize they realize how much how bad that looks, so they actually with the purchase of this seventy-five dollar dog meal, you get a happy meal for an adult a homeless person. Okay, it, like comes with it. All right. You know I can't what? That tell if it? you're joking or not. I am oh, joking. Thank God. Okay, thank God. No, see, um, uh, Greg,
2: I, I, I think I, 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 and maybe this is just my own, you know, uh, prejudices here. But like, I feel like if you're willing to go to a restaurant like that, yeah, you kind of don't care. You don't, care. Um, right? And, and, and now, or at least most of the people that are willing to go to a restaurant, maybe there are plenty of philanthropic people who will go to a restaurant like that and do care. I don't know. Right? Yeah. It's like bringing your dog to the ballpark. Well, that I mean, that's different. That's totally different.
0: Why? Because you know your, your dogs run around. I mean, they you know, it's not like bringing your dog to a, a dog park. I mean, this is like you're you're paying seventy five dollars. A homeless person would, would kill for $75, 75
1: doggers. You're making it seem like this is the only
3: waste uh, of $75. Like you could find other things that like keep that that should go to homeless
1: people. <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. But hey, the teachers that right, dad, let's enough with this. Can we get on to Greg doesn't know movies? Okay. We can, we can do that. I had plenty of else to talk about, but um, <laughs> let,
0: let, let, maybe, maybe I'll get to some of it later, but yeah, let's do Greg doesn't know movies because that's why Michael's here. He was put on earth for this reason. <laughs> and he does a hell of a job.
1: <laughs> I have an idea. Maybe for that for that segment, maybe try talking into your mic. I think I am talking into my mic. I'm talking
0: right. to a man named Mike as well. So let's go. That's my Michael. <laughs> Hello. Here we are, folks. We're back for the Greg
3: doesn't know eat bleep about movies. Under the sea. I hate you. So not my, not you, dad. We're uh, Christopher.
1: All right. <laughs> so we have a, we, areas. All right, so we have a special (laughs) rendition of Greg Doesn't Know Movies this week. My dad has claimed, he claimed last week that if we did movies dated between 1970 and 1985, that he will crush this and knock it out of the park. So we have picked questions only with movies made in those years. So let's do this. We have 10 questions I have to admit, I've seen some of these. I think my dad might be right. He might be onto something. I actually think my dad's going to do well here, at least at the beginning. So, uh, Mike, let's get this going. It
3: will not be as fun if he does. Right. No pressure. All right, Greg, are you ready for question one? Yes. Name one of the actors that star in the original Ghostbusters movie.
0: Bill Murray. Damn. Wow. How do you know Bill Murray name any other ones uh he's got to know the other one i can picture the guy he was from <laughs> snl he was like one of those b-list snl guys see that's what i'm saying i thought he would have uh, been known any of them <laughs> it's more of an
1: a-list based off his last name but uh i can't think of any i mean murray came right to mind no I, I i'm not sure all right you got it right i mean you technically got it right okay damn right i did all right dad you ready for
0: number two yes what is the name of the movie about five high
3: schoolers who are stuck in detention together and at first are seemingly very different but after the magic of understanding and coordinated dancing discovered they have more in common than they thought
0: wow long explanation um this is easy uh, yeah it's so easy though okay I had no idea until you said (laughs) the word dance
2: oh he's gonna get it wrong
0: and because of that word I'm gonna take a wild guess and say flash dance (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: back. is that wrong yeah you're back
0: <laughs> okay
3: oh my what god is- it's okay Yeah,
1: it has to do with a meal like a meal you'll eat throughout the day uh oh breakfast
0: club <laughs> <laughs> There we go. He hits a bunch of high schoolers.
1: Flash dance.
0: (laughs) I didn't know breakfast club concerned uh,
3: dancing. Dad, it's always so great when you scare me into thinking you might have it. And then you just say something so crazy. All right. Well, hey, I'm one for two. Batting and five. I'm a little worried, Chris. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Number three. Dad, if I say the name Mr. Miyagi, what movie am I talking about?
1: Thousand percent. He gets this. Mr. Miyagi? Oh God Um Really? Chris, I told you <laughs> Dad, really? I have no clue Oh
0: my <laughs> God Mr. Miyagi? No, why, why, why would I know that name? Wax on, wax off? Right on That doesn't help What is it a surfboard movie? <laughs> yeah, that, that takes it further away No, that doesn't help me Wow So you who's, don't know it Who's Miyagi? Cobra Kai never dies? No Wow who is he? Uh, all right, it's the Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Okay. That,
3: you know what's so great is uh, you take all of like the Asian out of it, so you have no chance of
0: getting it. You're like Mister Miyagi. <laughs> okay. Well, he's he's the kid, but they call him Mister. So uh, you know, wrap wrap your head around that one. Oh my lord! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> okay. Oh my lord! You were you went further away. All right. Um, one for three, three thirty-three. That still gets me in the Hall of Fame. He,
2: he, he he's the Karate Kid. They call him Mister. Hey, <laughs> mister. That's Greg Cody's tagline for the movie, The Karate Kid. He's a Mister, but they call him the Kid. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> or he thinks he's a Kid, sense. but they call him Mister. It's like, a oh
3: God. He's like, when does he go from a Kid to a Mister? <laughs> oh my God. It's a coming-of-age tale.
2: I
1: was wrong so far. I was wrong so far. All right, what's my... <laughs> Dad. No, dad number four.
3: Who directed Star Wars, the original movie? Um,
0: Steven Spielberg. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I thought, sure, that was right. George Lucas. Oh, my God. I would have bet $100 that Spielberg was the right answer. Well, that doesn't mean anything. I didn't even <laughs> think, I didn't even I didn't even stop to think because I was so sure that was right. But now that you, you say George that- Lucas, that could have been right as well. <laughs> well it is right okay all right if you say so
3: okay so do you know how that movie i just named star wars was really popular like when you were i don't know when you were like 50 in the 70s (laughs) okay (laughs) go ahead all right can you name the title of either of the humongously popular original star wars sequels one was in 1980 and the other was 1983 um and I don't mean Star Wars two or Star Wars three. Like they had very well known, sequ- like titles okay. to them.
0: Okay, I, I I can think of a particular word, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take an educated guess. The Force Strikes Back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that right? I
0: mean, he's close. That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm close, close
3: enough to give it to me. Actually, it's actually it is called the the Force is that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, it's, it's, empire, it's empire Strikes when Back. He was, when he was saying the one word thing, I thought he was just going to be like, Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the Empire Strikes Back.
0: I even had Strikes right. Back. You got to give me that. What did Chris, he say? Hey, if, the Force if Strikes Jedi? Back. They do
2: have one called The Force Awakens and Empire Strikes Back, and you just combined them both. Never heard of it. Chris, if not Jedi, I
3: can picture him having said, all right, I don't know, you know this could be wrong, but I'm thinking it's the word Vader. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Darth Vader. <laughs> the last Loved flash him. dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Dad, you never disappoint. I love you. Thank you. All right. Next question. What actor is the main protagonist in the alien movie franchise? And like, I do have a hint for you because I think you still won't get it. If I give you the hint. Okay. You want the hint?
0: He goes, you do have a hint. He goes, okay. I don't know it without the hint.
3: All right. All right. It's a
0: female. Wow. How about that? (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know what? I can picture her name. What?
1: That's a useless, useless (laughs) sentence.
0: I can't picture her name. I can picture her face and um what does she look like you know sort of a i think a brunette uh shortish hair a little on the lanky side um, actually he's, he's nailing it a little yeah, bit he's
1: actually nailing it
0: you know and and uh she's got some weird name sigourney weaver or something or... oh what
1: oh! The... Did... is that right he goes she has some weird name sigourney weaver or is something. that true is that right <laughs> yes yeah got got
0: it. it. wow
1: Oh, that's hey,
3: that
0: is hilarious. That proves that deep down, I knew that. Even when you're right, you're just weird. This was
1: like
3: wow. This was
1: kind of like that poker hand where you like stumbled into it. Now I think you're cheating.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no why'd way you say the full that. name? Yeah, he's right.
1: Why'd you say the full name? He's then? like, he's like, I, I have no clue. It's got to be a weird name, like the exact name that it is. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I must have uh, s- uh, subliminally knew that, dude. You, I know you said
0: it's got to be a weird name, like Sigourney Weaver. Like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm on, I'm on fire here and Fuego. All right. all right, we're up. Let's right. go. Dad, what movie
3: has the famous line, you talking to me, in it? Oh, wow. I know that. One of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, then uh, I'm excited for this. Taxi Driver. Okay. That's right. a good. You
1: got it. So what does he have, two right so far? He's like two for seven? No, I've got like three right at least. No. Uh,
3: Hold on. I don't think... Yeah, I think he's gotten... He got Murray.
1: He got the first one right, and then he got that one right. Yeah.
3: That's it. After that you got Sigourney, kind of.
0: <laughs> yeah, and this. So that's three. I'm three for seven. I'm betting four twenty nine. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Three for seven.
3: All right, Dad. Uh like let's say let's go to the next one here. It
1: might be eight though. Hey, it might be three for eight. Go ahead. All right. What movie has
3: the character Travis Bickle in it? Travis Bickle.
0: I had no idea about this one. Yeah, I I don't know. That name doesn't even ring a bell. Like I've never heard it
3: from Oh, I you're, pop you're, you're, you're this is music to my heart right here.
0: No, I don't know it. Because
3: this you 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 just happened to say all the things I wished you said because this has to do with the previous question. You know the movie you said was one of your all-time favorites that you know by heart? Yeah. That that's the name of Robert De Niro's character in Taxi Driver. No way. Really?
0: <laughs> yes. Wow. I never knew you, that. The one that you just said you like love to death type thing? Yeah. I love De Niro. <laughs> Travis Bickle, right. huh? Okay, that's an unrealistic that's... name. Okay. I take a loss on that. I'm now 3-for-8, three batting 375. That worked the way I wanted it to, but it also didn't. I don't know why. Okay. All
3: right. Anyway, I'm up. All right, Gregory. Yeah. I know that you're aware who wrote the book of
0: The Shining. Do you know who directed the movie? Who wrote The Book of Love is more like it. The <laughs> song from the mid-60s. Um, Actually, side question, Do you, you do know who wrote the book, of course. Oh, The Shining. That's um, uh, Stephen King. That 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 area I know you know. Yeah, Stephen King, one of my favorite authors. I'm um, one of his now, uh, co- constant readers. Now, remember, and, and,
3: this is a classic, and the and this is a very classic. Uh, like this is a well known fact. What I'm talking with the question here.
0: Okay, the question is not who wrote it, but who directed it. Yes,
3: the the known movie. You know, here's Johnny Jack Nicholson, who right. who directed this movie.
0: Yeah, you don't have to explain Jack Nicholson in that scene, I, or I'm, what directing is right
3: <laughs> i mean you're over here you're over here like you're like well, who wrote the there, there was a movie like you know i don't know um, what you're gonna say
0: i would say the director was mike nichols <laughs> that's so wrong that's a good guess no it's actually a bad guess that should have gotten an appreciative nod from cinephiles mike mike nichols did direct that time it's, it's it's kubrick stanley kubrick oh stan kubrick <laughs> i uh, now that you mention it he did you're right <laughs> stan good old stan, stan stan van kubrick well, well it's not now that i mentioned it like he, he already did
3: <laughs> yeah. no, you're like now that direct. you say it he, i love how you do that
0: so that you're like now that you say it i now know the answer therefore i got it right <laughs> yeah now that you say stan kubrick i'm 100 percent on board he did he directed that okay what's next okay um
3: that who directed uh another movie that i'm aware you claim to love from this era is animal house is it not indeed oh of course all right that's another one right i'm just kidding no, that that wasn't the question seen it about five seen it about 10 times
1: R- right on
0: right
3: on. how have
0: you <laughs> who directed the movie animal house uh, directors who pays attention to directors
1: <laughs> Christ almighty. Um I
0: mean, wait, hold on, Chris. You tell me
3: it's directors not a good good questions to ask here?
1: Well, I just like it's one of those things where I don't know the answer to it. Like we do try to get him with ones that like most people will know. I don't know if most people know this. All
3: right, that's a valid point. Well, but we're also talking about things from the, like this era though. So like like right, it was
1: more difficult. Right. Okay. Um No, I mean, we we are Yeah,
3: but Chris, you also don't like, you know, I would put you in the category of not knowing a lot about directors in general too though. Like you're not Far behind you with that.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. That it might be. It might be common. People don't follow directors. I bet you Yeti knew. I, I bet you he knew all of these answers.
0: All right. My answer is uh, Clyde Cadillahopper. <laughs> it's
3: close. It's his. It's Clyde Cadillahopper Junior. It was the. It of the son. Okay. All right. who is
0: the director? No, it's John Landis. Oh God Almighty! You don't even know it when you hear it. Yeah, John with a uh, without the H. Too uh, too important to have an H in his name. He's J
1: O N. This is, e- either way, this is a success. Like, we got a few really good answers. So.
3: Wait, hold on. Though. and Let me be clear. Like, I, I, it is true that I asked about The Shining. Like, uh, the main, re- the only reason I asked, like, like, Animal House is a movie that, like, he claims to know inside out. Like, that's the reason I asked, right. like, the director type question for this. I'm just like,
0: not big on directors.
1: Right. But, Dad, it, to Michael's point, he only asked you obscure questions on movies he knows you to claim that you're an expert on. Yeah,
0: right. Just like
3: the taxi driver thing, like that's a pretty specific thing. But like, you know, you just you just told the audience
0: that that you like.
3: Yeah, that's what you didn't all know. Who be,
1: directed Star Wars.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I could have sworn it was Spielberg, and I'm still not convinced it wasn't. He's like I don't right. he goes
3: he goes I don't know these obscure people like,
0: well directors you know it's like ask me the costume designer you know nobody pays attention to directors No
1: it's actually not
3: I'm not asking you about indie films I'm
0: telling we're talking about these like <laughs> these all-time classic movies films made in Indiana
1: It's what? literally the opposite of costume designer it's the director
0: Yeah okay <laughs> It's like it's like the most famous movie of all time I'm asking you <laughs> All right but John Landis is not uh, well, anybody's Greg Moore of uh, directors, am I right? B- Brad I mean I, I don't know. I thought you knew Animal House like <laughs> all right well, right on <laughs> right on. Well, that's pretty much no, it. that was good that's it That's it you know what? I got three out of ten. That's it's a rap right. It's rap 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 they call him the rapper. The consensus is that you still do not
3: know things
0: even from your own era. Well, I, I batted 300. that'll get me in the Hall of fame and uh, in 1967. It would have come one point away from winning the AL batting title, won by Carlos <laughs> Stremsky at 301 that year. Oh, the, the lowest batting average of any uh batting champion because it was the dead ball era. When, rap, uh, rap, 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 they call, they call rap. him the rapper. That's all you gotta do to get him to be done. Okay, uh dad joke of the week. Are you ready? Sure. Dad joke of the week? All right, am I done? Yeah, you can leave, Mike. Okay, Michael. We'll see you. huh? Toodles. Okay. Um Dad, you're going to be, uh, what, what's a chicken's favorite vegetable?
1: Hmm. Dead air. Onion.
0: Eggplant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's pretty good. <laughs> Eggplant. Okay. All right. Let's get to Aaron Eggplant because I really enjoyed him. <laughs> Honestly, I, I thought it was interesting. I think you will, too. Let's see. Hang on, I'm, I'm I'm leaving Michael a message here. Hang on, he says, "No, you do not need your laptop." Period. By the way, comma, do you want to go see John Mellencamp in concert? Question <laughs> mark.
1: He's a tax dictator. I don't. I do one. Finger at a time, and it takes me forever. Ooh, oh boy! I I see. I think older people. I, I think older people are doing that. I bet Aaron Eckblad doesn't do that. What dictates text? Oh, I
0: totally do. Why don't younger
1: people do it? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe it's just I don't do it. Ask him. That'd be a good opening question. Hello, you guys got us. What up, Aaron? Hey, Aaron, how you doing? Great. Thanks for uh for joining us. I was actually you came at the perfect time. I was just making fun of my dad here do you uh do you ever use the uh the dictating text thing are you still texting with your fingers
2: uh a little bit of both um obviously if i'm driving i'm gonna use that voice text deal
1: oh right yeah but uh, but in person it's just i always love how old my a parent never sounds older than when they're dictating a text yeah
2: i agree with that my dad does. (laughs) do you ever use the uh the speak button so if someone sends you a really long text and you're driving you can just press and hold it's press speak and it'll the whole text to you. It's great. Yeah. Oh, it is great. Yeah, that's beautiful technology. I mean, you know, he makes
0: fun of me when I go put a period at the end of a sentence when I dictate period, comma.
1: Comma. He enunciates, he enunciates. It's so funny. I just, I don't know. It's just, I love to listen back to it. Yeah.
0: So Aaron, thank you for uh, joining us. We're going to get rolling here. First of all, I, I just found out you're a boater. So I have to ask you, uh, what name did you give your boat? I'm guessing like a combination of a nautical name with a little hockey uh, uh touch to it.
2: Yeah, um I named it after five um which is just kind of a play on, you know, after after hockey this is what I'm doing kind of deal and What are your top 3
1: Pet peeves from other boaters. Uh, pet peeves, uh like, like 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 with things that annoy you from other boaters. Because I don't know, like I'm more when I go out on the boat, it's more of the sandbar thing. And there's a lot of unwritten rules, people getting too close, people not knowing what they're doing. I'm just wondering, like things that you see out on the water that are most likely to annoy you.
2: Um, well, I've, I do a lot of fishing, not a lot of the sandbar stuff, but uh, one thing would be when we're out sword fishing, we got a tip rod and a buoy rod, and the buoy rod's you know almost a mile away from the boat and uh, a lot of times on the weekends when you got a lot of people out there on the grounds uh, somebody will come run over your your buoy rod so having a little bit of awareness situational awareness of what's going on (laughs) where you're uh, a lot of people are just trying to go to the Bahamas but they don't realize that there's uh when you say swordfish that that uh, I'm not a fisherman but but that's
0: a big impressive fish uh that's deep sea fishing that's like I imagine that takes a long time to reel it in when you hook a swordfish. Like that's a real fight,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. You're using big, heavy rods. Um, There's commercial rods that are electric. And then there's some where you can you know, strap on an electric motor uh, for the up and down. But if you want to fight it yourself, you can with those ones too. So um, I've heard anywhere from, you know, 20 minutes, the the fish charges the boat to, you know, six, seven, eight hours um, for the biggest ones. Not, not that I've been in those situations. I've only had one that was, So four and a half hours, but, uh, was on an electric route is like a 350 pound fish. So, uh, so is
1: that, is that more annoying than playing like one night against Pat Maroon? (laughs) Um,
2: I don't know about that one.
1: (laughs) Sorry. I didn't want to bring, I know I'm bringing, I don't, I, I have a, I have a lot of uh, hatred for Tampa. So it comes out in weird ways sometimes. Sorry. It's all good. Okay.
2: (laughs) What's, uh, what's the biggest fish you have ever, uh, boated? Uh that would that was that would be it. Um sword fishing is kind of the biggest I've done so far. And uh we caught a like a 350, 325 pound fish and it was pretty life-changing. Wow, that's crazy. 325 pounds? Yeah, in that range between between that, yeah. The head is like bigger than your torso, it's pretty wild. And
0: and do you say, uh, do you tell the coach I can't go tonight, coach? Uh my, my legs are tired from
2: reeling in a 320 pound Fish for four hours? Uh, that one's a little bit more finesse. That happened a couple of years ago in the summertime. That was more of a finesse game with an electric rod, big commercial electric reel. So okay. I can't take too much credit. The, the reel did most of the work, but uh, I did the, uh, the harpooning. So I'll take that. I, I assume you've had uh, teammates out on the boat. Uh, a few of them. A lot of them don't like it. They get seasick. Uh, the hours are sometimes just too long for them. They don't know what to do with themselves for that amount. Okay. If I
1: agree to go out with you, but I'm nervous about getting seasick, what are the three things you're going to give me as ways, tips to not get seasick?
2: Maybe like a prophylactic uh, dramamine. Okay. And uh, I would say leave your phone at home. Um When you're kind of looking at screen, looking down, that's where you kind of lose your situational awareness and and, you end up feeling the effects of it. I like it.
0: Have you ever had a a teammate on who's um, like pretty squeamish? Like, I'm not going to bait that hook. Bait it for me or, you know, just something like that.
2: No, no. Those guys aren't allowed on the boat. Yeah.
1: It probably takes you how long to like know if somebody really knows what they're doing out there.
2: Like it takes you probably one minute. Uh, Well, no, before they even get on the boat, they're usually telling you like, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) It's fine to not know what you're doing. It's another thing to be scared or chased out yeah. by fish. It's, yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aaron, you uh, congratulations. I'm going to say because you are still in the newlywed phase, right? You just got married a couple of months ago. Yes, sir. Yeah. Congrats on that. How um
2: how did uh, you and the the future Mrs. Eckblad uh, meet, if I may ask? Uh, we met at a bar in Fort Lauderdale while she was on uh, on vacation with her family, like. We're from the same uh, hometown area. It just so happened we met in Florida. Interesting.
0: Oh wow! So she's from you're from Ontario, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And and she's um
2: a doctor of osteopathic medicine, right? She is. Yeah. She's currently- Real slacker.
1: Department. Real slacker. Yeah. She's
2: second year of residency at Palmetto General Hospital in uh, just outside Miami. That is
0: so cool. Um, we're speaking with Aaron Ekblad, uh The this comes out Monday, so I'm going to say the preseason has ended, and uh, and the season begins this coming. Thursday at the Islanders three game road trip. And then you all open at home October 19th um, against Philly. I believe we're going to talk a little bit of hockey later, Aaron. I want to review last season and talk about the hopes for this year and all that stuff. But first I want to ask you, uh, we want to ask you a few. First, we've been talking to him for like 10 minutes. That's true. This would qualify as second. You,
1: Second. You were in the middle of talking about his wife and then you just like went right into this like weird setup for the podcast. Right. I can't wait to play that back. It was, it was like really strange. But Um, are are you going back to the wedding question now? Um, No, I don't want to pry. I don't want to pry. This is how we, this is how we roll around here, Aaron. My dad just like we make fun of each other, and it's father son dynamic here. He annoys me often.
0: I'm an amateur. (laughs) Uh, I I could ask you, Aaron. uh, Now that he mentions it, like at, at a wedding reception where you get to see teammates dancing. You get to see teammates in a situation you normally don't. Who had surprising dance moves on the floor, would you say?
2: Uh, You know what? Noel Achari. Um, So not not a current teammate, a past teammate, but uh, sick dance moves on him. I think he actually gave my wife a bit of a lap dance um, at one point, which was was great.
1: Now, there's a balance, a line you want to walk at a wedding of having a great time and not being a look-at-me-Louis was he was he okay did he not go oh, too- no, he,
2: walked, he walked that line well he did a great job okay yeah. brett connolly i thought it was great it's yeah. hard to get that guy to step out of his zone. So, but-
1: can we call one person out that we expected more from like we come on Barkov.
2: like I, I need to see the the something a little more ah uh, barky couldn't make it a lot of those guys were obviously in europe uh, okay. a little bit yeah. uh-huh. but you know what um i got to give a special props to uh radko gudas who flew from czech republic with his wife he's and, not missing that he flew in and flew out within 24 or 48 hours was yeah. Dude, he's the ultimate team guy
1: now I, i'm vibing I, i'm a big i'm just gonna come out and say it i'm an anti-photo booth guy i have to get dragged over there like are you the are you the guy bringing people over to the photo booth or are you the guy who gets dragged over to the photo booth
2: the photo booth was great um my wife did a great job with the wedding she planned everything and our photo booth was awesome it was all black and white and the pictures were available immediately for you to take home with you, Ooh. framed and everything. So that was really cool. So I think a lot of people actually had a really good time at the photo booth. You would have liked it. You would have liked it. This one was
1: I, I do. I do. It's one of those things that once I'm there, I love it too. In theory, I don't love it, but you're right. It's always, you never don't have fun at the photo yeah, booth. With those it. big glasses, the big glasses. Yeah. And
2: what was the song uh, you and your wife danced to? Your first song, the wedding song. Uh, that'd be embarrassing. I couldn't remember. I almost couldn't for a second. It's uh, I'm With You. Um, and that's Vance Joy. Nice. Okay. What,
0: what kind of music uh, are you into? Like on the
2: boat, what kind of tunes you got uh, playing? Always a mixture of like country and then some like upbeat, um, like mixes, stuff like that. Um, yeah. It's like some house music, but not like, not like the stuff where you're blowing your head off. It's just... Like, oh, I love it. You I'm in. Chill. Wow. If, you, if you looked at uh, Chill on Sirius XM, that's where you find a lot of the music that's on the boat. That's crazy that um, you're entering your ninth season
0: with the Panthers and you're only 26. I mean, you guys, you guys start as babies in this sport.
2: It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah, sooner or later, they're going to call me old. I know. Right. You're going to be the old guy it's, it's coming at some point. I'm, I'm waiting for it. They're going to, they're going to start calling me the old guy at some point. It ain't now. I love it. You're going to be looking in the mirror to see gray in the
0: beard um, in about, uh, in about four years, probably. Yeah.
1: You have like a good level of fame where like you can go most like, in South Florida, like, are you able to go most places or like the last few years now that you guys have gotten like close? Like, how's it go? How's that work for you? Still nothing. Really? I mean, like, I'm
2: like, which is great. I mean, I like, I like that. People, That's what I mean. It's perfect. If they do, if they do notice um, me or us, our team, um, they typically aren't like in your face about it, which is really cool. They're very, yeah. very respectful, good people. So yeah, it's nice to have them. Nice. love it.
0: So, so you're not walking through the Sawgrass Mills Mall wearing an, an Eckler's jersey or anything like that. Uh, I, I tend to
2: stick uh, uh, <laughs> east of ninety-five for the most part. But I'm not really I'm not really down out that way too much. <laughs> That's a wise idea. Other <laughs> than you, game um... nights. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are are you a um a cook? Do you like to cook? And I and I have a reason for asking.
1: We're gonna to go. we're gonna ask a couple of Panthers questions too at some point. I know we're like coming out of left field.
2: Yeah, i Yeah, I like to cook like meat. I have a Traeger grill, a normal grill, and and uh, I'm good with uh, steaks and um, briskets and ribs and stuff like that. I, I enjoy that kind of thing, but I'm not doing it all the time. Let's just paint a let's paint a scenario where
1: me and my dad are. I know you're like God. This sounds like my nightmare. Where the t- three of us are gonna hang out at your house for dinner, and you have to impress us with something that you're creating. What what would you be whipping
2: up? Well, I would only have the protein down. I'd let I'd okay. leave everything else to everybody else, but I would do like a Snake River Farms Wagyu brisket. I'd let it smoke for about twelve hours at least, and it'd be fantastic.
1: All right, so maybe this weekend. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll talk to Addy. It's fine. I think we'll be out of town. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, that's that's true. You get a little thing called an
0: NHL season to worry about yeah. right now. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big green egg guy. I do the boss and bot, but we but, won't get but into it's that. But it defeats
1: w- the whole purpose because he always opens the green egg. The whole point of the green egg is you can, can you can figure out the temperature, so you're not supposed to open it. But this guy just can't resist. He always has to he, open it. Well, once an hour. Meter
2: meter probe decks. Those are the best. I know. I, I'm not a probe
0: guy. I'm, yeah. I'm
2: old school. I just oh, it's all. I you don't do that. You poke it, you poke it a little
0: bit, and you understand yeah, how it is. Do. I don't actually- to do that. I cook, it, I cook it right on direct heat, too. I put it right on the grill. And yet it comes out great because I turn it once an hour, but I don't want to get into my little secrets and idiosyncrasies. Aaron, uh, growing up where you did, uh, are you automatically, uh, have you curled? Are you into curling? How does that work?
1: Uh, he always does this. Anytime we have anyone with Canadian roots, he assumes yeah. that they like, yeah. No curling. None. Zero. No. He's like 0 for 4 on that with that okay
0: i want to tell you my theory about curling here we go curling to me i know it's a sport it's in the olympics curling looks like a sport where somebody like even at my age could spend a dedicated week learning the sport of curling and be pretty proficient (sighs) at it after just a week uh is that true from what you know of curling you Christopher shaking his head
2: or or do you think that curling takes more expertise than that. I think it takes expertise. I think it takes a ton of flexibility the way they get down there and, and do their stuff. Could you be yeah. okay at it? Sure. Could you compete at a professional level? Absolutely not. And I think that's true. of Pretty much every, sport. Okay. every profession in the world, you got to do it for a lifetime. What an,
1: appro- what an appropriately dismissive response for me. <laughs> uh, well, all right, let's talk, let's talk some hockey. Let's talk some Panthers. I'm a season ticket holder, very emotional fan. Like I am so eager. Uh, Cause The steps that the team has taken, I'm excited uh, for this season. Um, I have to admit, I was a little scared when I first see this Huberto trade. I'm like, oh my God, he's one of our guys. But the more I've watched and learned about Kachuk, I'm excited about this. What message did you take from it, though? And what, like, if you're giving advice for fans that are scared and and excited about this season, what what was the message and the change that the team is going to see from Kachuk as opposed to Huberdeau?
2: Yeah, and the coaching change as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, to start on the coaching, um, I'm sure you guys have had a little bit of exposure to it so far. I mean, Paul is one of the best speakers I've ever seen. Uh, And then in the three games that we've had with him, his in-game adjustments... Um, His ability to read the game, understand situations, and and the fact that he's seen so many different situations play out in the preseason, regular season, training camp, postseason, Um, he's able to make these adjustments based on his feel of what he's seen in the past and what works and what doesn't work. And and that kind of experience is irreplaceable. And his ability to portray that to the team and get us to do it is is impressive. Um, Being in one of those video meetings is like. Watching a documentary, it's uh, (laughs) incredible. The speaking and then to talk on the weeks and Huberto thing, you have to kind of understand the root cause of it is you know probably caps space stuff like that, right? So we got a fantastic player and Kachuk back, and they felt like that was the right move to make to continue to change and evolve as a team. So obviously, you know, for me personally, it's it's sad to see those guys go, but at the end of the day, it's a business business hockey, and we're excited to see what. We can do as a team and i think uh matthew's a fantastic player an awesome person we've got along very well so far so we're happy aaron a
0: couple more questions then we're going to let you go i wonder how you process last season because it was difficult for me and i think it probably was for a lot of fans you had a wonderful season that ended badly um you had the the greatest regular season in club history you win the first playoff series since 1996. And yet, That's the way it ended. That
1: is something, though, taking a
0: step. All right. You said. And, the, it, and, and yet, the Tampa Bay series could not have gone any worse than it did. So, when you look at the entirety of last season, successful year, bad taste, how, how do you process
2: what happened? Yeah, I mean, Tampa's a team that has the blueprint, right? They know how to win, and you know, what are we doing this year? We're looking at them, um, you know, stealing some of their their blueprint and trying to, you know, fit it into our game and change the way we play so that we're not just a good regular season team, so that we're a good postseason team. So um, that's what we're going to continue to implement into this culture. Uh, we're a we're a good team. We want to be great, and uh, you know, the blueprint is what it's all about. It's it's a way of doing things that uh, has led them to the three Stanley Cups. You know. Finals and two cups out of it. So um, we're continue to learn from them. We're continue to push ourselves, push our team. Um, you know, Barkey and I are, have been here the longest. We've kind of seen both ends of it, and, and we're not uh, you know satisfied at any point. Whether we lost in six games or lost in four games to Tampa, we'd be sitting here saying the same thing: the ultimate disappointment. But uh, we took a step as a team, and we're going to continue to take those steps year after year. And you know, hopefully, we'll find that blueprint.
1: Hockey players are so tough. Is there something in your life? that you don't react like, you know, you stub your toe and you like, you know, shriek just like you're, you're really f- afraid of frogs or something like, just give me something that relates you to me. Cause I'm not tough at all. <laughs> and you guys, you're so tough. Like what's like an irrational
2: fear you have anything. I don't really have like irrational fears of, of anything. Hmm. I mean, I'm scared of if an alligator was at my feet, I'd be scared. OK, an
1: alligator. <laughs> Welcome that's, to the club. That, yeah, that's not that irrational. I'm a human being. Okay. <laughs> I'm a human being. OK, like, you know, spiders. You're not afraid of spiders or anything? I don't like spiders
2: now. I mean, ah, it's nice that we didn't get a lot of spiders here. At least oh. I don't in my house. But back home, we've got ton. So sure,
0: spiders. I, I, I want to leave you uh, on the upbeat here. What's the happiest you've been on the ice?
2: Happiest moment? Happiest game? Um, so far in my career. Um I mean there's been a lot of like fun goals scored and comebacks and stuff like that but winning that series against uh, Washington yeah. um as a team what we went through personally what I went through just to you know get back and play um was really obviously satisfied with that that was sitting in the room um you know, having a beer on the plane on the way home was was extra sweet, just uh, knowing what I had gone through in the pre- previous you know two years and what the team has gone through to get to that point finally win a series uh, you know that's eight years for me of working our ass off to to get to that point. so it was it was bittersweet for sure to lose uh, to Tampa was not the way we wanted it, but to take that step was you know it was great yeah, and, and not only
0: what you've been through personally with injuries, but what the club went through, you know with the Quinville situation and it, it, it was such a trial for the team such a test and you guys came through all that and had a had a wonderful season uh, you guys have been through the fire a little bit and and paid some dues you know i have a feeling that uh something great uh may be in store and uh, i wish
1: you guys all the luck <laughs> you have a feeling yeah i just ha- i just have a feeling uh, you know i believe in <laughs> all right wow like you can leave here something now like aaron that. and be like wow that guy has a feeling <laughs>
0: You go, no, you know Can I'm... you go tell the whole crew? Yeah, tell them that. I mean, this is good. Why play the season. You know, you guys are going to have a great year. Don't worry about it. No, but uh, Aaron, uh, doesn't Aaron, hockey we... hurt?
1: That's my last question. Okay,
2: we'll leave it at that. Yeah, oh, yeah. we always uh, we joke before the first preseason game. Like, remember this moment's the best you're going to feel for the next 185 days. So, yeah, that's how it goes.
1: Hey, give one to Pat Maroon for me, will you? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Aaron,
0: thank you. Uh, thank you very much. We appreciate your time.
2: All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you.
0: All right, guys, settle uh, out. I know we're all excited. I, I mean, my Lobos, we are the reigning PFBI fantasy champs, and you know that we're Number one right now, atop the league at three and one. Oh yeah, no! Damn right. I mean, seriously, I I feel the excitement. I I see some long faces out there too. Jarvis Landry, I'm gonna get you in. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. It's all about the W right now. Uh there's no uh there's no I and W. Uh so anyway, listen, I want to address why we're three and one, why we're off to a good start. Let me tell you something, both. It's got little to do with blocking or tackling, okay? It has to do, right here, it has to do with our heart, our team heart. You know what? Our tart! That's right. We lost our season opener, right? Y'all remember? Our heart didn't quake. It didn't cower. It didn't shrink. You know what our heart did? Our heart grew. The Lobo heart beats big. Beats, the Lobo heart beats big. Is there a dog in here? (laughs) Beats on its way, the Lobo heart does. And it got me thinking, my boys. You know, the typical, I looked this up, I didn't know it, I'm not a doctor. The typical human heart weighs between half a pound and one pound, okay? We found the guy who has the biggest heart in America. It's in the medical books. His heart weighs 6.4 pounds, a medical miracle, the largest heart on record of any human ever. He has a Lobo heart, is what he has, this man. His name is Calvin Calcificate, Calcificate, And I invited him to address you all on what having a big heart truly means. Cal, the paddle is yours. Low, low, low your boat. Thank you, Coach uh...
1: Like I I told you on the phone earlier, this has been quite a burden for me in my life. That's right. Do you have a dog?
0: We we have a team dog, but I didn't think he was in the room. Guys, anybody see Lobo? No?
1: All right, if you see him, kick him out. I find it difficult to stand up here and potentially motivate a team with the drag that my life is. Yeah. Uh, I have an enlarged heart, and uh, it has affected my life very negatively. Oh. Uh, it very been a big struggle having an enlarged heart. I have go to the doctor four times a week. I can't swallow food whole, so all my meals are liquid. Whoa. My heart takes up a big part of my chest.
0: Wow. Cal, I didn't realize that you had that kind of physical limitation, I but I God. wanted you here to uh, because you have the heart of a champion is what you have. The, your spirit is also enlarged, and that's what we wanted. That's what our our men to take from you is just the spirit in that chest of yours beating
1: like a 6.4 pine heart. I've also been divorced four times in six years. Whoa. My kids won't talk to me.
0: Jeez, Cal, I'm so sorry.
1: (laughs) Guys. I I feel it. it, I told you on the phone that I shouldn't, I didn't feel equipped to address the team, and you insisted you know, because of my unfortunate enlarged heart. That I'm hoping to get surgically removed in the next six to nine months.
0: Oh wow, Cal! I had no idea. I'm so sorry that we brought you in for this. I
1: can see I can hardly
0: like if you look at my ankle, I can hardly move. You have giant ankles. There's no doubt about it. What do you weigh? I'm just curious. 429 pounds. Okay, Cal, I'm so sorry. I didn't. Uh, I know my guys out there. They're all they're into it. You guys are into it. I hear you. You're into this, man. Let him leave, Coach. You uh, okay? We're gonna let him leave, Cal. We're gonna get you out of here Do you I, have a wheelchair possibly yeah we do have a stretcher in the in the training room that we use for extraordinary circumstances so we're gonna bring that that stretcher in here uh, training staff wheel a stretcher in here for calcificate please I don't even know what to say to you this is this is couldn't have gone more poorly well we appreciate you taking your your big giant body, your big heart uh, you're in here you made an effort. Uh, you're the man with the biggest heart in America. We are the team with the biggest heart in America. Uh,
1: I'm a I'm a Dick's Rough Rider fan too.
0: Whoa. Okay. All right.
1: Well. <laughs> oh, now you're talking. Whoa.
0: That's the low blow. I know. Boo. Don't. No. 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 Don't boo him. <laughs> don't boo him. He's, I,
1: I can I can't move my right foot, but I can still kick your ass. Okay.
0: He's he's getting Cal, getting a little a uh, little feisty here. Guys, all right, calm down, Cal. Uh, we appreciate you. We're gonna give you a couple of Lobos T-shirts and decals on the way up.
1: We appreciate. Blow it out your ass. All right. Well, okay. All right, Dolphins Twitter. You still like Skylar Thompson? How do you feel about <laughs> Skylar Thompson now, on huh? Dolphins Twitter? I mean, it was what a what a non what a non game that was. Like, oh my are, God. We, are we supposed to take away stuff about the Dolphins from that game when they were missing two offensive linemen, their two starting corners, their top two quarterbacks? Like, yeah. you know, we can just, Dolphins are three and two after five. Right. I'm happy. We're on to Cincinnati. It
0: It, it is amazing, though, that Skylar Thompson was Mr. August. He was like the yeah. the darling of the preseason. And once he gets into a real game against a first-team defensive unit, he looked like a guy who just was not ready. All of a sudden, he looked like what he is—a seventh-round draft pick from Kansas State.
1: Another takeaway from the game: Hey, Tyreek Hill, let's not try to t- tackle Quinn and Williams uh, at the two at the three-yard line. Even though you stopped him, they scored on the next play. Just let him uh, let him go. We don't need you getting hurt trying to tackle a four-hundred-pound guy.
0: I tell you, um, in in South Florida football, the honeymoon is over. The Dolphins start three and zero. They're now three and two. Thud. The UM football hurricanes start 2 and 0. They're now 2 and 3.
1: Thud. Dolphins are actually good though. The canes stink. Well, the, canes the Dolphins defense are not very is good. good. You can't take anything away from today. Like we're not we're we're up on the Dolphins right now. This is not yeah. a negative. The, the honeymoon's not over. We we right. are we we think we are a good team. Okay. And that's it. That's that, fair. That's I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and UM I mean, how do you stinks. have a guy throw for almost 500 yards and lose that game? I just...
1: You know what a fun game is? Is It's going to be fun in all the ACC games because no matter what the Canes do, they're going to get respect in the ACC. Right. Bet the other team money line against the Canes. It's been really fun. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's on a nice run.
0: By the way, the Coastal division in the ACC is the worst division in the history of college football. Oh if God. Miami doesn't win that division... It's an embarrassment.
1: I'm glad that you're saving this for the end of the podcast because it's perfect. I just want to go take a nice little nap now. Like, There's nothing more boring than ACC coastal talk.
0: Okay, well, I'm just saying, UM has no excuse. They're not in the other division with four ranked teams. They're in the coastal, the coasting division. They need to win that division. No excuses, Mario. Get it done. That kind of thing.
1: All right, good episode
0: yeah it was a good episode we really appreciate Aaron Eckblad
1: joining us I have no idea what the name is Sigourney Weaver that's right it was, that, that's still like, that, that's, like the, that's like the poker scandal like I, I, I need that explained to me I think there was okay. cheating going on there
0: okay well you never know you never know <laughs> but um, thank you all we'll let you all go be back next week because it's gonna be extra special extra extra special Hey, that kind of thing.